Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and this is Shi'ar Jashub, coming from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. Today, we will be concluding a sermon in Pastor's series on heavenly authority, which has been an introduction into the New Testament office of the deacon. And when we left off last time, Pastor Greg had read the account in Acts chapter 6, where the apostles instruct the Jerusalem church to select seven men to whom the apostles could then delegate the authority to handle the distribution of food for the widows, instituting the office of the deacon. Here is Pastor Greg Scalzo. And there's criteria. We've discussed these criteria. I won't go into them too much here. In verse 3, right? Seek out, brethren, from among you seven men of good reputation. Does that tie into what we studied about the bishops and the pastors and the elders, right? right? A lot of those things that Paul said to Timothy and Titus dealt with the reputation of the men, right? Full of the Holy Spirit. And you see Stephen anointed with the Holy Spirit, Philip anointed with the Holy Spirit, would make great impact in the church as they took on this, what some would consider this lower role of a deacon. They each were exalted then by the Holy Spirit. Stephen, whose witness the Apostle Paul heard and had an impact, and Philip then becoming an evangelist, right? Starting off as a, as a deacon. And full of what? Full of wisdom. Full of wisdom. Whom you may appoint. And we'll talk about the appointing of deacons and the appointing of elders. Um, not today, in the probably the next section. Now, let's look at the criteria, the qualifications in 1 Timothy. Let's go back to 1 Timothy chapter 3. 1 Timothy chapter 3, you have the whole section. Uh, this is a faithful saying, if a man desires a position of a bishop, he desires a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, and we've read all that. In verse 7, moreover, he must have a good testimony among those who are outside, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. And that's where we left off. We studied verses 1 to 7 for the overseer, right, the bishop. Now verse 8, separate office, separate from the overseer slash pastor slash elder. Likewise, in the same way, deacons, diakonos, diakonos, must be reverent. Here you get the criteria, reverent. Uh, some translations will say worthy of respect. And the word has both connotations, reverent in how the person acts, and also then because of that, worthy to receive respect because of their character. One translator says the word could be translated nobly serious. The King James will say grave. Better translations, nobly serious. A noble, serious attitude that's reverent and worthy of respect. Uh, be reverent, not double-tongued. The NIV will say sincere. Not saying one thing to one person and then going over to another and saying another thing. 
not double-tongued, not given to much wine. Again, just like for the elders. You can see how that could become a problem among the leaders, not given to much wine, not greedy for money, not pursuing dishonest gain. Same word we had in Titus 1.7 in the instruction for the bishops. The King James says, not greedy for filthy lucre, not greedy for money. So it's a lot of the same ideas we've seen for the bishops. Verse 9, holding the mystery of the faith with a pure conscience. Holding the mystery, holding the hidden truth. NIV will say deep truth. Some will say inner secrets of the faith with a pure, clear conscience, the hidden truths, the mystery of the faith. This is that pearl of great price we discussed in a sermon several weeks back. The valuables, the treasures of the kingdom of God, the mystery of the revelation given in Jesus Christ, the wonders of the faith. Even though someone can say that the deacons have a common business. They are concerned with the finances and with the goings-on, the, the um, organizational issues in the church. Maybe today you might have a deacon that's uh, someone that's involved with the sound system of a church, right? That's an important thing. If you're recording, if you have a large church and the microphone's not working, the minister can prepare a tremendous sermon, and if he gets up there and this thing is not working, it's not going to do any good. So that man who gives all his time to setting up the speakers, the sound system, the mixer boards, the recording apparatus, he's a deacon, right? He's doing a very um, basic service. Even he, no matter what the service is, needs to be someone holding the mystery of the faith with a pure conscience. No matter what it is. And it's someone that, that's an usher that brings people to the church. They're a deacon, right? They need to hold the mystery of the faith with a pure conscience, that those essential spiritual matters of the faith, the mus teirion, the mystery, in Luke chapter 8 and verse 9, then Jesus' disciples asked him, saying, what does this parable mean? And he said to you, his disciples, it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to the rest, it is given in parables that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Believers are given the mysteries, musterion, the mysteries of the kingdom of God. It's hidden. It's hidden to the rest of the world. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, remember the 12's direction that the men be full of wisdom, the seven deacons full of wisdom? Well, Paul talks about in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, how his words were not the persuasive words of human wisdom, but the demonstration of the spirit and power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. However, he says in verse 6, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Verse 7, but we speak the wisdom of God in a 
mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, the hidden wisdom of God, the mystery, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. The things which God has prepared for those who love him. The mystery of God, the hidden wisdom of God, ordained before the ages for our glory. And God has revealed to us through his spirit. The spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Men full of the Holy Spirit, men full of wisdom, the Spirit has revealed to them the wisdom of God, the mystery of the ages, what God has prepared for those who love him. Paul says in Colossians chapter 1, in verse 25, he says, of which I became a minister, diakonos, according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. He's a deacon of the word of God. The mystery, verse 26, the mystery, musterion, which has been hidden from ages and from generations. None of the people knew it. But now has been revealed to his what? His saints. The saints know it. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, the riches of this glory, the things which God has prepared, this wonderful mystery. What is this mystery, verse 27, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's the mystery. The world doesn't understand it. Many people who appear religious do not understand it. It's so simple, and yet it's so deep and profound that it's hidden. It's revealed to you. The mysteries, the secret of the kingdom of heaven are given to you, but to others, they're parables they don't understand. They do not understand the pearl of great price. They don't understand the wonders of the mystery, the glory of God, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end, Paul says, I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. To be a diaconus of the word, to get this word out, even unto the Gentiles, the mystery of God hidden, now revealed to the saints, the glorious mystery of Christ in you. So one of the qualifications in 1 Timothy 3.9, the deacon holding the mystery of the faith with a pure, a clean, a clear conscience. No matter what the task is in the church, be it a large task, be it the ministry of the word of the Apostle Paul onto the Gentile nations, or the smallest task that you can think of for some servant, some deacon of the church, large or small, in a faith, 
in Jesus Christ, the living of Jesus Christ in the heart of the believer, that relationship of the person with the Lord is critical for every work, every service. Because if you have people doing any type of business in the church, if even that person doesn't have Jesus Christ in their heart, you're looking for the church to suffer and possibly fall. These are the qualifications he gives for the bishops, and we'll continue on. We can't do it today, the qualifications for the deacons, but foremost is Jesus Christ in the heart. No matter what the task, that mystery must be in the heart and a pure conscience, a pure faith in our Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you that you have given clear instructions in your word. There is no service too small, and any service that seems great is still that of a table waiter. No man should be lifted so highly up and exalted and worshipped, and every servant of God, no matter what the, the task given, is necessary and valued by you. Father God, set your church aright, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. On our website at shiarjeshub.org, you will find information about our church, a library of radio programs, links to our podcasts on Google and Apple, and a link to our 10.30 a.m. Sunday live stream on YouTube. You can then watch these live streams 24-7 on YouTube, rumble.com, or the website itself. And the website again is shiarjashub.org.